0: Good morning and welcome in uh, to another Wealth Guardians radio show. I'm Doug Ray. I'm your host and with me is Bryce Payne and it's October, Bryce. October in the Wealth Guardians radio studio. What a wonderful weekend
1: it is going to be. I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it on my TV screen. There's going to be a lot of good football this weekend. And uh, Doug, how are you doing?
0: Good. I love October. You know, The weather turns cool. It gets crisp and Football. My favorite two holidays are this month. Yeah, your Broncos are doing good. My
1: Broncos are doing good. Uh, Air Force Academy is doing good. I always <laughs> always root for them. CU, of course, is doing terribly. My alma mater, but uh, Doug, your uh, your Pirates. How are they doing?
0: Pirates are turning it around. Uh-huh. Uh, they won ugly last week, but they uh, they got a big game with Tulane. Uh, You know, this weekend, so uh, we'll see. Power tree. Wake is doing good, so a lot of local teams doing good.
1: Boy, State came back and and, uh, whooped Clemson. uh, That was a surprise. Clemson
0: fell to 25.
1: That was that was interesting. Um, I always pull for Clemson, but I'm not going to root against uh, any North Carolina team ever. So uh, and our Panthers are doing
0: surprisingly how about well. The, how about that? Yeah, we lost Horn. Christian McCaffrey for a few weeks. Uh, and then, uh, that, that breaks my heart. And J.C. Horn, he's out for quite a while with a broken foot. I mean, nobody even hit him. Yeah, did you see that? Plot? I did,
1: I did. Yeah, very strange. Yeah. But you know, McCaffrey, I've got uh, his dad's signed jersey in my closet. Oh, because really? He was a Bronco. That's right, he was. So uh, I grew up watching him and Elway uh, throw to each other. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Doug, we've got a really good show here today. We are going to before we're going to talk about what should you put off and what should you not put off when talking about retirement planning. These are some probably concepts that people have in the back of their heads and they really haven't formulated them into uh, quite concise. questions questions. So we're going to talk about that and start some conversations around uh, how to plan for retirement planning uh, even before you see an advisor, perhaps. Yeah. And before we do that, of course, we want to give a shout out to all the men and women in uniform out there who serve our great country. Uh, Doug and I salute you. Thank you very much yeah, for everything do. that you do, just like we do every week here. So,
0: Doug, do you want to get started on this? Yeah, you know this first one, uh, uh, this is an interesting one, deferring taxes. Okay, And uh, you know, should you or should you not? We just had a recent case uh, uh, really just around that. Uh, so deferring taxes, folks, that's uh, like money in your IRA, your 401K. You're not paying taxes on it. It's growing. Eventually, you will pay taxes on it. Other ways to defer taxes is in an investment called a non-qualified annuity. Well, we have a client that uh, has had a nice return in a non-qualified annuity, and the way the IRS views that is that whenever you start to cash out or take income from a non-qualified annuity, the gain comes out first and is taxable as income. Well, unfortunately, in this situation, our client passed away, so his, uh, his widow uh, got the death benefit. Or she could have had two options. She could have carried forward the contract and continued to defer the taxes. But in this case, with consultation with her CPA and the upcoming proposed Biden tax law changes, basically they decided go ahead and bite the bullet, cash out, and pay the taxes, which may be a very good choice. Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. And you can also, uh, in a situation like that, there's another option to do with an annuity, which would be to, uh, it's not really rolling it over, but it has the same aspect of rolling it over, 1035 in it to another
0: annuity and defer the taxes that way as well. Is that correct? That's that's exactly right. And now with the 401ks and the IRAs, you know, eventually taxes are going to get paid Uh, one way or the other on those things, or you could do a Roth conversion. There you go. You're still going to pay tax to do that. And by the way, little known in the new uh, Biden tax plan is the elimination of Roth conversions. So, folks, we're doing a tax workshop uh, this coming Tuesday, October the 5th at 630, we'll be talking about current tax code and things you can take advantage of and we're also going to sprinkle in some of these things about the proposed uh, Biden tax proposals if they're if they're put into place so uh, give us a a call at uh, 336-391-3409 and register for for that workshop and then um, you can also register online at thewealthguardians.com just click the events tab
1: and doug we just had on thursday uh we usually do these in in seminars of, of groups of two and so we've got the one still coming up on october 5th at 6 30 at the Broy hill building in clemens but we just had one on thursday that was packed and that went really well but there's still slots available some uh, spots available here for this upcoming tuesday so if you folks did not uh, were not able Able to attend Thursdays by all means. You can still call us or go online and register for that one. And that is a huge thing that you just mentioned, Doug, about uh, eliminating altogether or even limiting. Right now, Roth conversions are unlimited. You could do whatever amount, which is different, obviously, than a contribution. So, folks, if you, uh, Doug and I, always are big on Roth conversions. But that if that goes away,
0: that's a huge planning tool that might no, no longer be at somebody's disposal. The government needs your money, folks. Yep, They need your money. Hey, Bryce, the next one's pretty cool. I'm going to let you do this one. Eliminating debt. Eliminating debt. So uh, is it good to put off or
1: is it bad to put off? And now it depends. There's different kinds of debt. Obviously, if you have something with a high interest rate, like a credit card debt, you want to get rid of that as soon as possible if you have something that might be a lower rate, such as a home equity line of credit or a mortgage where you're talking about 2, 3, 4 percent then it might not be a good idea to pay that off. There's two ways to look at it. You can look at it from purely the monetary standpoint which is how you and I tend to, to look at things being financial planners and we can do the math and tell you you don't want to pay this mortgage off early because it's only a 2.5 or a 3 percent rate that you have on it and if you invest the monies that could be growing at 5 or 6 percent or even higher for that matter, so it wouldn't make sense in the long term monetarily to pay that off. But there's a subjective way of looking at it too, and a lot of Dave Ramsey fans out there are big on that. I just want to be debt-free. I don't care if it means that I've got $20,000 less when I'm 80 years old. I want to be debt-free now just so I can get that monkey off my back. That's something that's purely up to you. We just want to be able to present the numbers to you, and you make that
0: decision based on real numbers. You know, we sat down with a couple this week that had a situation where they had $16,000 left on their mortgage, but yet they had $33,000 in credit card debt. So the credit card debt's 16, 17, 18%. Isn't that amazing? And their mortgage is at, I think they said 4%. Why in the world would they not refinance their house at 2%, whatever? and roll that credit card debt into the new mortgage and then focus on paying it down.
1: That's because if you're paying, say, $1,000 a month off to the credit card, only so much of that, maybe 600 700 or so, is going to the actual principal that you have on the credit card. But if you were to take that same $1,000 and pay it off to the mortgage, a much larger chunk of that nine hundred dollars oh, yes. eight hundred dollars or so is going to the principal so your make your money work smart for you. pay those high interest rates off first before the low interest rates. But so eliminating debt is a good or bad to do. Uh, we can simply we can easily do that math for you as part of our financial planning process. We do that with everybody if they have debt, and that's a, a a great one to
0: consider. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. You know I think Dave Ramsey would be proud of us for that little there you go. yeah Thank you, Dave. you're welcome. All right. Next one. Setting up legal and estate documents. Is it bad to put that off? It's not bad
1: to put it off. Uh, I I think almost putting off anything is, is never good. But, Doug, you and I have seen on multiple occasions where somebody has come in and they've paid thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars for estate planning when they didn't really need it in the first place. That's different than a will.
0: Yeah, it is. And I'll, 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 my view on this is it's bad to put it off. I, I had uh, my best friend uh, passed away from a heart attack. At, he was 49 years old and uh, owned a, a REMAX agency. And he and his wife were in the process of getting their wills and all that stuff uh, done, but hadn't gotten it done yet. And um, let me tell you, it was an absolute mess. So please folks, don't put this stuff off. It's too important. You know, God didn't promise us tomorrow. So, uh, You know, make sure you protect your family.
1: Yeah, it can be a – I know it's time-consuming. You have to go in multiple meetings. There's a lot of documents to sign. There's a lot of questions to answer, not unlike financial planning. But when you've got that – when you've got it done, and as I said before, you've got that monkey off your back and you've got that set in stone, that is a good thing to have had completed because that just makes life a lot easier for those. If you were to leave early that you're leaving behind, it makes life for them a lot easier. But estate planning is – wills and trusts are part of that but estate planning as a whole can be more complex and you want to make sure you've got the right lawyer for that somebody who's not just trying to get you to uh, get all these documents prepared just so they can make more money there's we like I said Doug we've seen a lot of people come through here who have had much more complex um, estate planning done than they really needed to do and you want to make sure that you get done what you need to be to get done but you don't need to go beyond that step necessarily Uh, but no it's not good to put that off Doug, the next one. Well, why don't we do our trivia? Oh, let's do our trivia. Look at the time. Boy, where does it go? All right. Doug, this weekend, you and I are going to raise a pint and toast of this man. On September 27th, 1722, this founding father was born. You know, he was never a president, but he was the leader of a civil disobedient group called the Sons of Liberty. He was the fourth governor of Massachusetts. He served in the Continental Congress, and he helped draft the Articles of Confederation, and he attended Harvard College, and he was the main proponent of the concept of individual liberties. So who was this founding father? I think I know. All right, very good. Folks, stick around through the break. We will be back in just a few minutes and give you the answer to that. We're going to see if we stump-dug this week. Hang tight. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians radio show. Folks, thank you for sticking around through the break. This is Bryce Payne in the producer's chair. And right alongside me in the most important chair in the Wealth Guardian studio is Doug Ray, founder and CEO of the Wealth Guardians. Folks, let me ask you a question. You've been sitting here listening to us, if not just this Saturday, many Saturdays. And at some point, you're going to end up asking yourself or realizing that you are only a few years away from retirement. And then you're gonna realize, you know what? I've been listening to Doug and Bryce for a long time and I have never actually called them up to sit down and get my financial plan done to see when I can retire or what retirement looks like for me. Well, if you are that person, if I just described you, I want you to pick up the phone and call us at 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. There is no better time than the present. I think somebody once said that. Uh, We're going to offer you a no-cost, no-obligation second opinion and review on your current portfolio. Whether you already have a financial advisor that you uh, know and work with, we can just tell you whether or not uh, there's some uh, improvements to be made to your portfolio. Or if you've never had an advisor at all and you're close to retirement, then I really encourage you to come in and talk to us. Again, 336-391-3409. There is no cost and no obligation other than your time of sitting down with us to see how we might be able to improve your retirement outlook. You can also visit us on our website, thewealthguardians.com. Now, uh, before we get to the trivia question and see if we stump Doug, uh, every once in a while, we do our weekly website highlight. So referring again to thewealthguardians.com, I want you to go to our homepage... And you scroll over the Media Center tab and click on Blog. And there you can see various topics that we've written on, including, here's just some of the names of the topics that we've got there that you can read on. Five big problems to solve before you retire. Three basic retirement questions to ask yourself. Twelve reasons you could go broke in retirement. And there's many, many more. It's very easy to do. You can pick one out once a week and read it and is one person once said if you're not careful you might learn something so Mm -hmm. we're going to get back to our trivia question now and doug it's time to raise a toast to this gentleman who on september 27 1722 was born he was a founding father he was never president but we all know his name he was a leader of the civil disobedience group the sons of liberty he was the fourth governor of massachusetts he served in the continental congress He helped draft the Articles of Confederation. He attended Harvard College, and he was the main proponent of the concept of individual liberties. Who am I referring to? And he was a signer of the Declaration of Independence.
0: Well, you gave a nice tip. Ah. Ha! Uh-huh. It's October. (laughs) October (laughs) Octoberfest. Nothing gets Uh, by, Doug, folks. So... Would it be Samuel Adams? There you go. I don't know how you figured
1: that one out. Uh, cheers to you, Doug, and cheers to everybody else out there got that right. Uh, yeah, and, and here is this. I found this interesting. I had to do a little bit of research on this, but here's a quote of his. Among the natural rights of colonists are these. First, a right to life. Secondly, to liberty. And thirdly, to property. And he called these the first laws of nature. Does that sound familiar to you? Mm-hmm. We have the right to life and to liberty. Mm-hmm. Right there, folks. He is the quoter of one of the not quoter. He he quoted that beforehand, and that ended up going right into our um, constitution at the very beginning. Yep. Very good. All right. Well, if you got that out there folks, we're going to Doug and I are going to raise a toast to you as well here on this uh, beautiful fall afternoon. It's a perfect time for a uh, something hoppy there. So, we're going to go back to what we were talking about and uh, what should you put off and what should you not put off when planning for retirement? And we already talked about deferring taxes and and is that good to put off or or not put off eliminating debt, setting up legal and estate documents. The next one we're going to talk about is delaying the start of your Social Security. Is it good to put that off, or is it not good to put that off? And Doug, before, I'll let you talk about that, but I want to clarify that there is a separation in the concept between when you file for Social Security and when you retire. And I say that, that might sound like a, of course there's a separation of those, Bryce. Well, a a good number of the people that we talk to, when we start doing some financial planning for them, if we have figured out what is the most advantageous way for them to file for social security and we're telling them you want to delay until age 70 and we'll show you the reasons why they think that that means that we're telling them to work until age 70. that is not what we're saying so doug is it a good idea to delay the start of social security or to get it as soon as you can not talking about retirement
0: well you know our favorite answer to most of these questions is it depends and with this question it really does depend on a lot of variables you know, it, it all rolls around. Do you need the money when you retire? If you do, go get it. What's your health like? What's your life expectancy? Do you expect to make it uh, into your 80s? And maybe then you should wait till 70 to uh, uh, collect your, your uh, Social Security. Because I tell you what, folks, the, the delayed credits and on top of that, the cost of living adjustments uh, really, really make a difference between age 62 and 70. Now, this year, it looks like we're going to get a 6% cost of living adjustment. So you add that to an 8% delayed credit, you got a 14% income increase. Now, case history here. Tuesday night, I was working with with clients, and this was their third meeting. And our third meeting process is when we start laying out the retirement plan. We start working on our big screen on the software. We make a lot of what-if adjustments, and one of their what-ifs, was to adjust Social Security. In our plan, we had them delaying till 70. They said, okay, what if we took it at 65? Mm-hmm. So we made that what-if adjustment. Very easy to do. Very easy to do. Now, most people come into that concept thinking, the sooner I get it, the more money I'm going to have at the end. Well, in this situation, if they delayed till 70, by the time they hit 100, They'd have four million Mm dollars left over. If they took it at sixty-five, they would only have four hundred and thirty-eight thousand dollars left over. Now that's dramatic. That That is that is a dramatic case. That doesn't normally is does not normally that dramatic, but in just about every single case I have seen it pays to delay taking Social Security. So you mentioned something there about if you're going to
1: live longer than 80. So what what Doug is referring to in that is what's called the break-even point. Mm -hmm. If you take your Social Security whenever you retire, say you retire at 62 or 65 or whenever, and you file for Social Security right then, you're getting a lesser amount on a monthly basis, but you're getting it sooner. So that, uh, that train starts heading down the tracks and it gets going faster and faster over time. But if you wait until 70 to file for social security and you funded your own retirement for a couple of years. You still retired at the same point. Well, that train's going all the much faster. Yes, it left the station a lot later, but it's going faster. And usually that break even point of your accumulated benefits, you will have broken even and gotten the same amount of benefits around age 80. Sometimes it's 79, sometimes it's 81 or 82, but somewhere in that ballpark. So if you, if you wait, then that just adds more and more money To your accounts over time. And Doug, the other reason that people want to file early is because they just want to get it. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't need it, they feel like if I delay, who knows what will happen to Social Security and it might not exist. I really discourage anybody from making a decision on whether or not to file for Social Security based on that concept. Doug and I can pretty much assure you, based on the nature of politics, Social Security will still be there years from now. Wouldn't you agree, Doug? Totally agree. Okay. So uh, it's a great great question there, delaying the start of your Social Security. It depends, but more often than not, it does make sense to delay it if you can fund your own retirement for a while. The next one we're going to talk about, Doug, is getting a plan, period. Getting a retirement plan. Is it good to put it off? Yeah, sure. Go (laughs) ahead and put that off until you're 80 or so, long after you're retired. What's your thoughts on that, Doug?
0: Well, you know, we tell everybody if you're five years away from retirement, you need to come see us and get a plan put together. But honestly... You know, if you haven't put a plan together and you're already retired, it's not too late to start now. Everybody needs a plan. You need a written retirement plan, regardless of what stage of retirement you're in. And, um, you know, obviously, it's better to do things early than late. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, in our first meeting, we have a question we ask everybody, and and that question goes something like this. Knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently with your money? Right. And invariably – Almost everybody says I would have started saving earlier or save more or yes. something like that. Yeah. So yes, obviously you want to plan as soon as you can. So come and see us. Come and get that plan going. And if you've already retired and you don't have a plan, come and see us. Let's put a plan together for you. And if you do have a plan, come and get a second opinion. Every week we got people coming through our door wanting a second opinion on what they got. Absolutely. It's free. There's no no, you know, there's no, no obligations. So. Uh, other than well, your yeah. time and your, yeah.
1: your gas money to get to our office. But, Doug, uh, when you talk about uh, planning, this has always struck me as humorous. Retirement lasts for the rest of your life. Mm. Whenever you retire, retirement is going to last for the rest of your life. It is complicated. Tax laws change in retirement. Uh, your costs, your expenses, they adjust over the years from retirement. You might spend more on health care and less on travel as the years go on. Okay. You don't go into something like that, a 20- or a 30-year plan or or stage of your life without having a plan. And you have have brought up this concept. If you were to go to Disneyland, would you go and you're going to grab the kids and maybe the grandkids and you're going to go down there for four or five days? Would you have a plan on where you're staying and when you're getting there and what kind of tickets you're getting and where you're going to stand in line first? Or are you just going to go down there and wing it? You're going to put together a plan. Joy, our office manager here, she uh, Mm -hmm. went down with her family a couple of years ago, and she has this full itinerary, which I still have in my office, and I want to put this up on a slideshow for our clients at one time. It's three pages long on what their four-day agenda was going to be down at Disneyland. I mean, it was to the T. This is where we're having lunch. This is what time we're having lunch. She was meticulous. And I would like to think that's because she spent a lot of years around you, Doug, and has seen the importance (laughs) of planning. But if you take that kind of time and consideration into planning for a Disney trip, Why on earth wouldn't you spend a couple of visits with a financial planner to make sure that you're not making any unreversible mistakes in retirement, something that's the stage of life that's going to last you the rest of your life?
0: Totally agree, and you know she uh, probably one of the best logistics experts I've ever seen with that diagram. Yeah, that was great. That was Folks, great. Uh, let me remind you: we have a tax workshop coming up uh, Tuesday, October the fifth. Um, Speaking of planning, tax yes. tax
1: planning is part of retirement planning.
0: Absolutely, and some of you still have a, a couple more weeks to file if you extended. Anyway, it's October fifth, Tuesday evening, six thirty, right here in the Broyhill. Call us at 336-391-3409 and register or go online at thewealthguardians.com and register. I'm going to be talking about the current tax code we have, and I'm going to be talking about what Biden is proposing. We'll do a little compare and contrast and so forth. I know you've heard it's only going to raise taxes on people making more than $400,000 a year. That is as far from the truth as you've ever seen, and I'll prove it to you. So give us a call, 336-391-3409, and I'll see you Tuesday night. Bryce, that wraps up another show. Have a great weekend. I hope your Broncos win, my Packers win, my Pirates win, my Panthers win.
1: And see you in Air Force Academy. Doug, you have a great weekend as well. Everybody else out there, Doug and I, hope your teams win as well this weekend. You take care. We'll see you here next week.